Hello and welcome to a special edition of Marketing Meanders with Sally and Sam. Today we have the privilege of interviewing Emma Wyatt, who is a specialist LinkedIn strategist and coach. So naturally, we're talking all things Twitter. No, only joking. We'll be firmly focused on LinkedIn. We cover who should use LinkedIn, how you plan to effectively make the most of it for you and your business, what are the key building blocks to create a LinkedIn profile, how often should you post on LinkedIn, and what should you post about, and so much more. So without further ado, I'll let the conversation with Emma begin. Enjoy. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome again to uh, Marketing Meander with Sally and Sam. Today, we are very uh, happy to have a special guest interviewee uh, who will walk along with us on our meander down the riverbank of marketing, and that is Emma Wyatt. And uh, Emma is a LinkedIn strategy uh, coach uh, specialist, and uh, she works with uh, a number of people on their, their LinkedIn profiles and uh, approach to LinkedIn. But I'm probably going to gabble on and not really be able to explain exactly what it is that she does. I think it's best to come from Emma herself. Um, so I will let Emma introduce herself and then we'll start to go into some of the explorations around LinkedIn. We have so many questions to go through with her um, and I'm sure it'll be lots of fun. But Emma, over to you. If you'd like to introduce yourself, that'd be great. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me this morning. Um, so, yeah, as Sam introduced me, I'm a LinkedIn strategist and coach. So I help people look at what they're doing on LinkedIn, why they should be doing it on LinkedIn and how that they can have impact to achieve their goals from LinkedIn. So um, I hope that's a detailed enough explanation, but it can be can be quite detailed when I work with them. That's perfect, Emma. Thank you. So, Emma, um, the first question that we always like to ask all of our contributors uh, when we remember to is um, what your favourite dish is. Oh, wow. That's really hard, actually, because my favourite dish is um, spaghetti bolognese. Um, but I can't actually eat tomatoes anymore. So, um, <laughs> oh, no. I haven't found a replacement favourite dish yet. Oh, oh. Oh, that's, that's a... I'm, I'm now going to go off and I'm going to Google spaghetti bolognese without tomatoes because I suspect there are, there are recipes out there. And I live with a chef. I'll speak to him. Let me know. <laughs> oh, so yeah, gotta get that sorted out. That's what I did for my Cub Scouts cooking badge. My first badge was cooking spaghetti bolognese for my family. So, and it is one of my absolute favourites as well. But we'll sort this out. So it won't be Sally. Well, there's there's got to be an alternative somehow. Yep, try we will crack it for you, Emma. You're sorting out LinkedIn, we sort out spaghetti bolognese. Perfect. <laughs> right. I'm going to start with a really basic question because I think it's something that people think, oh, I ought to be on LinkedIn. But perhaps is it possible that LinkedIn isn't necessarily right for absolutely everybody? So who do you think LinkedIn is best suited for? Um, that's totally correct, actually. Um, LinkedIn is best suited if your audience are on there. So if you're working very much in the business to business space, it's definitely a platform to consider um, looking at and working with. If you're working in the business to consumer space, it might be not the best space, but that's not to say that you shouldn't do it. I have seen some different successes on there for that area. Um, but yeah, you always need to be on the social media platform where your audience are otherwise you're talking to no one really yeah, yeah. Not so you, you, all that work you're doing is achieving nothing 
Yeah, and it, it, it's interesting, actually, because I, mean, I, I suppose, um, I mean, LinkedIn's something that I've worked with a, a, a lot and increasingly, actually, over the last, well, I suppose, the last 10 years, really. I mean, I remember when I first set up my profile way back and someone described it to me about, well, what is LinkedIn? You know, what, what's, because you sort of Facebook and all the rest of it, and, and then you go, okay, well, yeah, it's this sort of internal, uh, you know, this commercial B2B selling platform, you put your profile up there, you, you have your, your professional approach, um, to uh, to selling your, your profile effectively, um, and it's say it's interesting because I mean very much in my my line of um, um, expertise I suppose was around education and, and professional services and, and very much B two B selling, so it became for us just an ever increasingly important channel to use, but I do find that people um, sometimes you know they, they they get a profile to start off with because this is probably where most people actually start interacting with it isn't it they say someone says to them at some stage oh you know you need a linkedin profile don't you you go okay yes okay even when you start out from university these days or even before then people researching and finding out who's on linkedin and, and getting your profile set up but then you know where do they start i suppose is the question a lot of people have other social media profiles but what, what are sort of the key differences you think emma about where they should start with their linkedin profile yeah, the LinkedIn profile is a little bit different, um, but I guess the majority of people I meet have used LinkedIn and they've put their CV on it. So actually what we're doing is transforming their profile into something that's much more suitable and adaptable and sort of, um, I can't think of the word now, the right profile, the right outgoing profile for the world of work that we now find ourselves in. It's been changing over the last few years, even before we discover that um, we now need to use LinkedIn. Also like as a networking platform as well. And if no one has a profile on LinkedIn, I would say that's, that is the key starting point, but really think about who you want to talk with on LinkedIn and really crafting your profile for them. Because when people search profiles on LinkedIn, on average, they're spending at most seven seconds looking at your profile. So if you're not describing what's in it for your audience, they're just going to move on because they're busy and they're just like, yep, I don't get it. Or if it's not clear, they'll just hit connect with someone else or move on to the next profile in their search. Well, it is interesting. I, I was talking to someone the other day who said, oh, I've been on LinkedIn for three weeks and not a single recruiter's contacted me. And I went, sorry, it's not a job searching place. It's not, it's extremely unlikely that a recruiter will contact you. It's not completely impossible, but it's not how to get a job. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's interesting to see. Definitely when you're a business owner, you use it in a different way. So there are probably a good number of job seekers on there. Um, and particularly at the moment, unfortunately, I've seen that increase. So I would expect the recruiters are there looking at people who are looking for work. But there's all different flags in your settings in LinkedIn. So you actually probably a good point is to start checking those settings and you could suggest to that person, like, check that you're actually flagged that you're open to work, open to, work open yeah. to recruiters to contact you. Um, because those that do buy, do use the paid recruiter version of LinkedIn, have all these extra flags and functionality that they then use the search parameters for. Oh, I see. So there are different things that they can do that we don't see. I didn't realise that. 
Yeah, that, that's an interesting point, actually, as well, isn't it? Because there's this, the main distinction you see on people's profiles, which they like to, I think you put a little gold back, uh, IN on there, don't they, to say if you're a yeah. premium member. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'd used it for years and not been one of this illustrious, beautiful, <laughs> uh, you know, embossed, gleaming, you know, uh, premium members. But actually, recently, I'd finally taken the plunge with the, 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 the month-long free trial. And mm. then the other features which were opened up to me, which is... It, it, useful and and i'm going to come to data mining later on and how because i remember uh our hr department uh, um organization i used to live, work with they they had that access that special access from the recruiter's point of view um and then we were we were being asked about whether we wanted enterprise level you know sort of uh sales navigator i think it's called or something like that i mean i'm uh, or, was that it? i can't remember something to, yeah, yeah but yeah They've probably had different ones in the past now currently you've got um you've got the recruiter versions um, then you've got a premium business version and sales navigator and um, yeah sales navigator is the one that I've got currently as well so yeah we could talk about that later that'd be great because I know I've spoken to you previously and you've been very enthusiastic about sales navigator yeah no definitely you definitely have to use the premium versions though if you decide to pay for them um, if you're not going to use it then there's so much you can do for free and particularly when you're starting out use the free version in linkedin use it really well before you make that decision and take your free 30-day trial because you only get one trial per year and once you've oh, used you use it it's gone yeah oh okay that's the thing i mean we probably should draw ourselves back a bit shouldn't we? because I, I typically i'm sort of jumping ahead into uh, into all these other amazing because there's so much to do isn't there so much you can do so much potential i suppose is what we're yes. discovering isn't it on linkedin both from a personal and an organizational standpoint and, and as marketers as well but i mean yeah if we go back to where we were before i suppose about you know building your profile you've started out and you said the key thing about finding out um you know well i say finding out making it clear to people why you're on there and who you're looking to connect with i suppose but would you say that once what are sort of key things that people should bear in mind if they're building their their own personal profile to begin with and yeah. then starting to try and reach out to a network what, what would you say they should bear in mind um i would make it as clear as possible and so there's if you're not sure where to start with your profile there's three things that i would do um, one is make sure your headline is really clear and to the point. Take a good look on the platform at other people's headlines. You don't always just have to put a job title. Sometimes you do because that's the industry you work within and that's how that industry works. You're the expert on your industry and where you work. So you'll know what's best to have there. But the clearer you can be, the easier it is for the person to click connect. Um, the second thing is you need a profile photo and you need it visible to all LinkedIn members. Now, depending on which interface design you've got, it either says all LinkedIn members or public. Um, so what's the difference? I don't think there is any. So I used to have public when I had the blue interface and now I've got the white interface. It just says to all LinkedIn okay. members and that's so, um, yeah. And that means that when someone's searching for you, they can see your profile photo um, and people like to see you. They like to see your eyes It what attracts them to you. Because um, if you only if you restrict your profile photo to only be your first or second connections, those people who are searching for you, you they just get a grey box, which yeah, it's not friendly. Is generally, it? they won't um, click connect. Yeah, so it'll be like going to a networking meeting with a bag over your head. It's not the wisest thing yeah. in the world to do. 
<laughs> that's it and the other thing is um which is very much an underutilized area is um think about including a cover photo on your profile as well otherwise you just get um on the blue version a blue background and on the new white version it's a green background okay. and that's just empty space if you don't use it yep if you want any inspiration take a look at my profile um i've got all of those three things there <laughs> yes, the cover I mean, the cover photos are quite easy to do. I, <clears throat> I went on to um, Canva and Canva actually have a connection, which is LinkedIn covers. And yeah. they, they get the size right, the background right, everything is right. So you just faff around with it, putting some text on there, and then you can just drop it in. And it's a really easy, as you say, quite powerful thing to do. It is. Just remember yeah. when you've put all those features there is check how it displays on all different devices. So check how it looks on a desktop, how it looks on a mobile, an iPad if you've got access to one, just because you, that profile photo moves. So what you want to make sure is that the profile photo doesn't cover your writing that you've put on your banner when you look at it through a mobile. I must go away and do that actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is so important, isn't it? Because I remember it's the first thing that I, I, whenever I talk to people about it, I mean, having been a reasonably avid, you know, fan and, and user of LinkedIn for a number of years, mm -hmm. I mean, it's one of the things they sort of say, oh, what's the first thing you should do? I remember someone said to me a number of years ago about, yeah, put your picture on. Because, yeah. I mean, that whole sort of, you know, I describe it as online real estate, you know, you're just throwing away some online real estate. And also it just makes, I immediately have this sort of, I suppose, this instinctive sort of human reaction. You look at someone's profile and you've got a name and you've got a not very well constructed you know um, title and then you've no picture and no picture it just makes it feel uh, well not not human and it makes it feel not not right and you just immediately get put off don't you as you say and it's just those red sound like relatively simple things but I mean it's interesting I mean my you may I don't know if you see my profile or not but my, my profile I always seem to put sort of uh shots photos which i take uh, when i go for walks and stuff and 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 uh you know sort of countryside views and things which has got nothing to do with marketing but also have that my website but it's just something that means something to me and it's important to me and a, a part of it yes it's my professional profile yes but also i just find that i wanted something on there which kind of helps kind of describe a bit around my personality and who i am as well which i suppose there's that balance but w would you say um, you know where that balance should be because you say there's there's definitely a space there to to put the wording onto your 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 profile mm. background photo as well. But I suppose it depends on who you are and and, and what you fancy including in there. But I don't know if yeah, you're... no, absolutely, because that definitely goes to the point of being authentic on LinkedIn so that people can get to know you. So yeah, I never um, say to someone, oh no, you shouldn't do that. Or, oh yes, you should do that. It's whatever you feel comfortable in doing. And also that balance moves over into, if you decide you're gonna post on LinkedIn, I think that balance moves over to, to that as well. So it's why when I work with my clients, that the strategy is so key and working out what goal or objective you want to achieve whether you're looking at that over the next year or the next quarter or the next month because those the goals can be movable um and should then, be movable hmm, yeah and it's about then using the content to achieve that goal and where you have the most impact is having the right strategy and approach to linkedin um and actually done I guess done the thinking in advance so sometimes I say set up your profile and then take a moment to think about 
what it is you now want to do because I've had people then um, who I've worked with they've we've set up the profile we've made it look good and then they're like oh okay that's great so when someone wants a meeting with me they can look up my LinkedIn I look good and that's great but actually the whole of their business then happens offside of LinkedIn um, and that's what they needed LinkedIn to do whereas other people I've worked with need to then um, get that momentum from the content they share build those relationships online and then get the meeting further down the line so it's a much longer journey and how they then use LinkedIn wisely so that they're not on there 24 hours a day to actually achieve their goals that's right I, mean, I think it's the you have to um link with people actively so if you post somebody you need to start a conversation with the people that might comment on it even if it's only a like you might go back to them and say thanks for liking it Did, were you interested in this little bit so start the conversations it's not linkedin is being on linkedin is not a passive experience you don't just put your profile up and sit there and think oh i've done that then move on to something else it's a constant thing isn't it yeah particularly if you want to um use it well and you get back essentially what you what you put in now that linkedin includes dwell time in their algorithm calculation so when you spend time looking at posts even if you don't like or comment the algorithm notices that now and will present you with more of that content so you need to ensure that you're reading um what you want to see and that the conversations that you join in are the ones you want to join in on that's really interesting i didn't realize they did that actually that's news to me <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's one of the new features they've released um, in the last six months is um, okay. um, that. So even so for even people just people are listening and watching your content. So when you start posting, there are people doing there are those that are more visible that are commenting and liking. But there are those that um, are watching and that is included in them what LinkedIn shows to them on an ongoing basis. Wow. <laughs> it's like Big Brother, but good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's two things that stem from that. But I, I uh, before I get ahead of myself again, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put them out there for us to come to. But definitely, but algorithms because that's always that very frightening, weird. No one really understands what it is. Kind of uh, word uh, about algorithms on social media, which is interesting about LinkedIn in particular. I think, and some uh, I don't know if it's a useful advice or, or perhaps erroneous advice I've had from people in the past about how often you should post to try and get in there and, and connect with the right people you want to connect with. I'll probably come back to that. I've just made a note of it. And yeah. then also uh, post envy, uh, post engagement envy, I should say. When I see people who get amazing engagements, you think, oh my goodness, they, they, they've got so many people engaging and liking and commenting on this post. Why can't I get that? That's something I wanted to come to. Before I get ahead of myself with that, I just wanted to keep um, with, the, with the profile, actually, in the setup about mm. the sections. Because one thing you mentioned yeah. earlier on, Emma, was um, don't put up your CV. I think people in the early days in particular thought, well, because this is like a professional portfolio you know cv kind of sharing places my profile is all my all of my experience all of my education everything would you have in mind sort of the key sections that people should because you're presented with an awful lot of options aren't you when you you start out would you say there are key sections that people should be focusing on and, and not having chapter and verse or, or not going too too yeah. information I would say so. And if you look at a LinkedIn profile on a mobile and bear in mind, more people are using their mobiles now than previously. Um, I'm just going to pull it up quickly. Um, being a very visual person <laughs> is the, the 
you only see down when you first look at someone's profile down to the first three lines of your about section everything else you've got to scroll down for so if there's anything so if you're short of time along with those three other points i said is is about those first three sentences in your about section so yeah, the, the important bits have got to be at the top yeah that's it and then if someone's got a bit more time and those sentences and what they've read about in your in your headline are compelling they'll click see more and then it's important at the end towards the end of the about section is actually tell them what to do next mm. tell them if you want them to mine says book a call with emma that's what i want them to do next i want them to have read thought yeah i actually yeah i like emma oh now i just need to book my call with her yeah that's interesting it's that call to action that you don't really think about it's all very well when you're doing advertising you think oh, i must have lots of call to actions but somehow you don't think about that when you're just doing something about yourself yeah no that's it and then there's so many sections um the ones i'd suggest is looking at the featured section so if you've got a portfolio of work you could put one or two key portfolio pieces there for people to have a look at um and then in your experience section this is where probably, yeah, 15 years ago, if you looked at my profile, it would be my CV and my progression in my previous corporate career. Um, now, when you look at it, it's only got that I'm a LinkedIn consultant. So it's the one most relevant piece of experience. Um, so that's individual to each person. Some people will need essentially their CV, their work history there, and some people won't. Um, but I think it's about what you put within that work experience and really thinking about well if you were going to buy your services what would you want to see there so what are the achievements or the benefits or the transformations that you could help with for your clients for your audience um, and really focus on those parts there rather than just like the list of tasks that you did which yeah. often is very much even cvs i think have changed from that in the past to be much more um achievement and example based yep mm. that's really it's, it's interesting actually as well and because i know that you can make use of some of the sort of the adding media as well can't you to experiences or, or things like that i mean that's something i kind yeah. of leapt upon after a while because but then again i mean sort of yeah putting up a video that you're particularly proud of or uh or also advert i suppose if you're creative as well in particular then yeah. obviously that that's useful there isn't it but it's it's yeah. sort of again it's sort of having that as you say making everything it's, it almost sounds as well that like really about you know that not having anything that's uh, ex extraneous nothing that's that's the right word anything that's that's uh, not not essential to the focus that you have the strategy you have so it all comes back again it sounds like every section you look at you should just double check or get someone else to check for you to say is this useful is this important yeah. bear yeah. in mind what i'm trying to do no, that's it. And it's all about sort of moving your plan along so that by when you're on LinkedIn, that over time you're having that impact on the goals that you're trying to achieve. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> Can I, I've, I've got, because I get, I look at LinkedIn and all of a sudden I'll get a little message saying, oh, Sally, you're being noticed. And it says you know, X number of people have looked at this post or viewed you or something. Yeah. And do you think really what one should be doing is finding those people and responding to them um sometimes it's appropriate to do that yeah and i think that's again it goes back to your plan and knowing clearly who it is you want to be connected with okay. um, and then thinking about 
why would I then connect to them? Yeah, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> is this part of my strategy? Maybe part of their strategy, but is it part of mine as well? Yeah, no, that's it. Because, yeah, and it's great because when you're on a premium version of LinkedIn, you see everyone who's looked at your profile, whereas on the free version, you only see the last five people. So it's oh. if it's something you're interested in when you're on the free version, you need to check often. Yeah, okay, yeah, like every five minutes if you're really popular. Yeah. <laughs> It is all those little notifications all the time, isn't it? And uh, and it's it's funny because I, I, the more I'm thinking about it, it's the more like there's little sort of badges isn't there, around your profile as well. So there's all the reminders and things you get about, oh, you're being noticed and here's some stats. And because I love the analytics looking into what's happening. But then there's also the sort of the, like we've already said, the sort of visual indicators around, you know, having a profile profile photo, the right kind of focus mm -hmm. on what you're, who you are and what you're doing and why you're there. But then also the little badges around like 500 plus connections. That's what I always look out for. I look at some and then I look and say well do they not, not that it's important that they use it a lot but it's almost like a little bit of a, not a badge of honor but a, a, a bit of a sort of a oh gosh well they seem to have they seem to be well networked they've got a lot of people here who they know but crucially as we mentioned with connections I think there's probably very much a connections etiquette isn't there around you know because someone said to me about who was a professional networker like Mr Network or something and he said you know treat LinkedIn like you would a networking event like you were we were talking earlier on about the virtual world now and the the real real face-to-face -face world but LinkedIn is very much like that as well isn't it you can you can connect or you can email a lot of people and try and reach out to a large network who are perhaps not useful to you or, or they're trying to get more from you than you are from them to a certain degree but would you say there's a sort of a both a plan around your your connection network that you want to build and also the sort of the etiquette that you should try and follow um, uh, in, in making connections. Yeah, it's probably one of the things I see discussed often on LinkedIn in different posts and that. And there's very much, I mean, I have a connection strategy. I know exactly um, what I'm doing and I, I have my plan. And there is definitely a right way, as far as I'm concerned, to connect with people. And then what you do next as that first initial thing after you've connected with someone there's definitely a, a right way and a wrong way um but of course it's not black and white and those lines can be blurred but i know people who um don't accept connection requests when there's no message that's but me I i'm one of those people <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, me too now me too um but i know that i get connection requests without messages and i probably accept a lot of them and then look and see what happens next. So, um, and I know there's a lot of people who accept connection requests without messages. Um, so yeah, I think you have to find really what works best for you, but actually it's about, well, what do you want to do? What do you like? Do you like to receive a message? Do you like yep. to be known for sending a message? Um, and then what's the next message that you'd send? And thinking about when would you send it how soon would you send it straight away and i know there's a lot of discussions about people connect and then they sent a sales message and it's like ooh, no i then uh, immediately then unconnect yeah um and yeah there's lots of different approaches around that but i think when you're connecting with people um to be in business i don't necessarily think you need thousands upon thousands of connections what you need are the right connections and they're the people where you want to build those relationships with so um, and that's very how very much how i approach um, linkedin connecting is about that 
I'm in business for the longer term. So it's about building those relationships and having those messages and conversations with people, whether that's um, on their posts, on my posts or in my messages. I spend more time on my LinkedIn messages than email um, and moving, making those relationships better and stronger um, as I go along. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I had a this bit of a side issue. I had an hilariously someone who got the got the um, strategy very very wrong. First of all, I got a connection. He seemed like a relatively interesting person, so he had sent me a message saying, "Would you like to link?" Blah blah blah. So I said yep. yes, and then he sent me an email that said, "I know this may not be the place to say this, but you've got really nice hair, and I wonder if you're interested in." And then then there was a sales pitch, and I'm thinking, "Oh, you can get these things very wrong very quickly, can't you?" <laughs> you can you can indeed and it's always it's always worrying and it's like really um i know even when i worked in corporate it was very much more about partnership and working together and I was, mm. yeah sometimes i'm just i'm shocked maybe i'm not i'm not built like that um i started out i sold holidays so it was all about helping someone achieve their dream and you did that together um oh. that's really how i've approached sales all along in my life yeah, but, that's right. Yeah. It's a retreat. The final goal is the same for both of you, that mm. you're going to have sold something and that person will be happy with the thing that you've sold them. Yeah, no, that's it. And I think it's so key um, as well. So, um, yeah, and I think it helps with the enjoyment of LinkedIn because yeah. people need to enjoy being on LinkedIn. If you're going to invest time and energy um, into it as part of your processes or part of your marketing or networking, or part, and you're going to spend quite a bit of time on there, um, you have to enjoy it otherwise it comes through in the end and it's I think people then begin to notice that actually oh why are you doing this just because you've been told to do it or because actually you enjoy it and you know that that's the way that's working for you that's true oh sorry Sally you go for it, go for it. I'm just going to talking of enjoying it because one of the things one's meant to enjoy doing and I do is actually posting things so and at some point we need to know the difference between what's the difference between a post and a publication yeah cool we could do all the post questions now yeah <laughs> let's do the post questions because now we've got there i've got a profile i'm on there i found some connections and now i ought to be doing something <laughs> yeah yeah so um posting is one of the sort of key ways to raising your visibility on the platform and obviously you're in control of what you want to post about and talk about. So you can either do um, a post on which appears in the home feed, which is generally um, quite short. Uh, what I love about LinkedIn is you could just do text only. You don't need an image if you don't want one, um, but you can do images, videos, links out to other websites or your own website if you've got a blog there. Um, you can share a document, polls. There's so many different features that you can use within that post. Um, and that appears in your connections home feeds. Um, a LinkedIn article or publishing on LinkedIn, um, that's a longer article, much more like a blog size format. And you, I would definitely suggest that you put a photo there because when LinkedIn posts it to your home feed, it posts the photo and a few little lines. Um, now, articles generally at the moment don't get as many views as posts, but the good thing about articles is, is they stay attached to your LinkedIn profile forever until you delete them. So if there's a key piece of information or a key question that your clients or potential clients always ask, that might be worth 
putting out as a LinkedIn article because when they look at your profile if they're really interested to you and I asked a question a while ago was how much of someone's profile does someone read and what surprised me was actually the majority of people read everything about someone if they're deciding to work with them and I was quite pleasantly surprised about that so yeah an article um it can it will sit there on your profile and it's there as a future point of reference um but what i would do is maybe over time take key points from that article and post them as posts because posts get more visibility so you can reuse your content so you don't always need to be reinventing the wheel and think oh i've got to write a post for linkedin oh what do i write about um and again that's often um my clients either have that problem or they come with to me and they open their notepad and there's hundreds of ideas and they're like, which one do I choose? <laughs> and this is where having a plan can be quite key so that you're not overwhelmed from just the whole posting thing. Um, because sometimes with the overwhelm, you then go, okay, I'm not going to post today. Well, if you enjoyed part one of this special LinkedIn podcast, you're bound to relish part two, which will be coming to you very shortly. If you haven't already subscribed to Marketing Matters with Sally and Sam, we warmly invite you to do so. And you can find us on most of the main podcast providers. So just give us a Google and you should get to us. Alternatively, you can find us lurking on Twitter, at MeandersPod. We look forward to seeing you very soon. Thanks very much, everyone. Bye for now.